0: a nice Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully, you got to spend some time with some friends and family and also a little bit of time reflecting on the sacrifice and service that went into Memorial Day and and why we celebrate. We're here picking up the NFL Antarctica Invitational Draft. Once again, today, we're talking about the AFC East. And if this is your first time listening to this part of the series, what Ben and I are doing is, well, we're trying to save the world, basically. We're looking at Global extinction. There is not enough places for people to live. The population is out of control, and what we're trying to do in partnering with the NFL is we are trying to make the continent of Antarctica appealing for people to go move and live down there, so that we can space people out and so that we can uh, stop living on top of each other uh, with with absolute anarchy on the brink. And in order to get people. To see how great it is to live in Antarctica, what we're doing is we are building a multi-billion dollar stadium right in the South Pole, and we're having people come down to watch an incredible football event unlike any other where we form the best team from each division in the NFL and pin them up against each other in head-to-head format. Like I said, today we are looking at the AFC East. We're going to try to form the best starting offensive and defensive 22-man rosters that we can, but before we get to all that, Ben, my friend. How are you?
1: Everything is delicious. Do you know how people decide what areas of Antarctica belong to who? I
0: I would assume it's like like scientific camps or something, right? I mean, like isn't that isn't that like how isn't that what Antarctica is? Like you can't like actually live there; like you just have to be doing science yeah. stuff.
1: Yes, so right, so it, it is scientific camps, but there's a okay. So the Antarctica Treaty System. Okay, so the Antarctica Treaty the official and other- name. There's Antarctic Treaty, and then there's other related agreements. Quote Wikipedia: There are so other oh,
0: sub treaties within the treaty.
1: Right. So it's all called the Antarctic Treaty System. That's many treaties we got here. Is just like it's how we decide who gets what spot. And it, originally there were 12 countries. Now there's freaking there's 54 countries, and 55 different countries have a spot on Antarctica. And it does not tell us who the 55th is, and why they out here just flipping the bird to the treaty and putting their flag down in antarctica even though they're not in the ats that's how the cool kids say antarctica treaty system (laughs) (laughs) it's just just, it literally okay so in like west antarctica there's kind of like actual geography a little bit there's like mountains and ice shelves and stuff and what in east antarctica there's nothing like that and so it's literally just like hey like this ice spot is my ice spot and then that that ice spot over there, that's your ice spot. Good. This, this is how it should be. You can't come over to my ice spot, and I won't go over to your ice spot. If you come over to my ice spot, it's war. I guess. I don't think maybe, <laughs> but either way. And, like, because of the different stages of, like, discovery, there'll be, like, a UK ice spot next to a US ice spot next to a UK ice spot next to a US ice spot next to a UK ice spot. Because they're just like, these are ice spots, and hopefully there's something cool under them. We don't know. Um,. So yeah, that was my morning. You know why this started?
0: Oh, how? What no, I don't.
1: Because of the Cold War, and because nobody wanted anybody to be able to get missiles on Antarctica because that would be closer than other missiles. I, I it know. checks out.
0: I don't know, it checks out.
1: Anyway. All
0: expansion just starts from like, I feel like war roots. But not this one. Not this expansion. We're trying to help the world out. We're trying to save the world here. We're not trying to destroy. We're not trying to conquer. We're trying to bring everybody together with a leather, cold football. Here we are today. We're talking about the NFC East. That's a division that we're going through today. So it's the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the New York Jets. We're going to try to form the best starting 22 offensive defense we can from this group to go up against the other divisions in our NFL Antarctica Invitational Tournament. Starting with the quarterback position, in years past, this probably wouldn't have been much of a debate. We would have been picking Tom Brady, but two decades, he's not no longer there. Representing the Patriots, we got Cam Newton, and we got Mac Jones. I guess I got to throw him in there, too. Miami Dolphins are bringing Tua Tagovailoa to the table, and Jacoby Brissett, I suppose, although I don't think that we're picking Jacoby Brissett. The Buffalo Bills, they're bringing Josh Allen. To the conversation, and that's clearly the strongest name here because then with the New York Jets, we have a rookie in Zach Wilson who is the only guy worth mentioning really on that quarterback depth chart at all. This one's... uh, I I said that it would have been easy in years past with Brady, but it's pretty easy here and now. I mean, there's no debate that it's Josh Allen, especially after the past
1: year that he had, right? Yeah, there's no division in the league where the disparity between the top quarterback and the rest is as pronounced as it is in the AFC East, with Josh Allen above Tua and above Zach Wilson and above Mac Jones slash Cam Newton uh, step forward from Mac or excuse me step forward from Tua surprisingly good seasons from Mac and Wilson I still think you're going to have uh, Allen be substantially better right. than those players uh, and that's the thing that I believe about Josh Allen because he's a good quarterback right and those are all of my thoughts on Josh <laughs> Allen as a quarterback <laughs>
0: I was wondering if you were going to bring up the uh, the fact that Bill's Mafia... I'm just going to exclusively
1: <laughs> say good things about Josh Allen. That's what I'm going to do there, boss.
0: That's a, true, that's a true social media pro right there. That's someone who's learned some lessons the hard way. Ben had some words about Josh Allen on a recent PFF podcast, and it was, uh, I feel, absolutely taken the wrong way because I thought that Ben actually did a nice job explaining what Josh Allen is, and uh, everybody took it the wrong way. And it said here on this podcast, there's nothing to take wrong with Josh Allen is a good quarterback.
1: The main thing I learned from this entire ordeal is the absolute best time to have a dramatic argument centered around something you said on Twitter is to be in LA working at the time because I totally missed it and I only learned it was happening when people DM'd me and they were like, "Yo, do you see this?" and I was like, "Absolutely not. I'm not no, noticed." No, they were. There,
0: I, I was. I was too busy soaking in the vibes. I was too busy walking around just vibing out and vibing with everybody.
1: Dude, she
0: was eating sushi. No, no, we were eating eating raw vibes. Straight vibes. Consuming raw vibes could be harmful to your health, but we did it anyway because we were in L.A. Let's move on to the running back position because nobody has any idea what we're talking about at this point. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, James White, shout out, Sony Michelle. shout out for the New England Patriots. Miami Dolphins. We got Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, Jared Dokes. Shout out, but he's not going to be in this conversation. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Matt Breida for the Buffalo Bills. And then we got LaMichael P. Ryan, Tevin Coleman, rookie Michael Carter from the New York Jets. This isn't this isn't this isn't a home run. It's not like one name stands out above the oh, rest
1: here with the East. It is not. Uh, Joe, our our good buddy Joe Marino, Bills fan, works again. the again Tweeted on April 25th, so right before the draft. Who do you believe is the best running back in the AFC East? And you got mad engagement. And if you scroll through the the mentions, it's unbelievable. Right? Uh gotta be Brita, Sonny Michelle just isn't utilized properly. Damian Harris, Frank Gore. You know what I mean? It it's extremely sad. <laughs> and because they're all Probably not very good. And then all of these teams like candidates to go running back early, and then none of them did even. Their earliest was Michael Carter, right. UNC running back in round four for the Jets. So even post draft, I don't think the question changes that much. I think it's dangerous. It's Damian Harris. We're turning injuries off.
0: Yeah, injuries are off. Yeah, we would. Yeah, God went into settings and we turned injuries off.
1: I think it's Damian Harris it might also be Miles Gaskin. You could convince me of pretty much everybody, though.
0: I guess it's Damian Harris. I don't think it's Devin Singletary. I'm tempted by Zach Moss with injuries turned off. And I am also a sucker for Tevin Coleman.
1: Tevin with injuries turned off is actually a really interesting idea. Yeah. Because.
0: I genuinely he's... think that Tevin's my favorite if we're not doing injuries.
1: The thing is is like even if we turn injuries off the attrition of previous se- seasons still remains and like
0: yeah but how old is that Coleman- hold on, hold on. how old is Devin? He's like 26 He's 28 He's like 26 he's Oh, no, the way he's he turned 28, hey, he's, turned 28. Hey, he's turned 28 no you're right you're right
1: yeah he's like he's basically 24 um no i'm i'm <laughs> i'm saying that in the sense that even if injuries are turned off he's not the same athlete he was when he came into the league because of the accrued effective injuries. Ugh, fine. Made. You're right. I'm mad right. about it, but you're right. Yeah, I'm not happy about it either. But this, we got to be honest about what Tevin is as a player now.
0: What did, what were Damian's stats?
1: I mean, so he only has one season of right, right, like, right, right, even right. remotely full play. An average five yards a carry.
0: I mean, yeah. That offensive line is really good in front of him. I don't know. I think it's probably yeah. Damian Harris.
1: Yeah, I think, it, I think it should be Damian Harris. Uh, I think that when you look as well at the New England depth chart, they take Romandre in round four. Uh, I don't think Sonny Michelle is going to be a part of their plans anymore. I think it's still pretty clear that Damian Harris is their projected Belkow back. I do really like Miles Gaskin as a player. Uh, I like how he does it. I think that Damian... Bring similar things to the table, and while he doesn't have the same quickness that Gaskin does, he does have better size battle tackle breaking ability. Uh, Neither one of them are going to be home run players. Both of them are players that you want to improve upon, but I do slightly edge Harris, I think. Do you
0: think about Zach Moss at all? Because you didn't mention his name.
1: Uh, No, I mean, uh, to me, I don't love Devin Singletary as a prospect at all. And then I I was fine with Moss as a prospect, but I thought he was getting overhyped. Obviously, the big thing for Moss in his entire career has been injuries, but it's the same thing as the Coleman argument in the sense of like—
0: Is he the same uh, dude? Yeah.
1: Right. And on top of that, he wasn't able to beat out Singletary, clearly, last year. And that, to me, was very surprising. I would have told you he could at least do that, and he didn't do that. So What a
0: strange running back division.
1: Yes. Very very weird division for that's why like that Joe tweet he was like this is gonna do insane numbers and it did. <laughs> right, the right, there's just so many different interesting answers. depressing conversation.
0: That's a great way to put it. Okay, let's move on to wide receivers. We're, I mean, we have on the sheet here that we're doing three wide receivers. We give ourselves the flexibility if we wanted like a second tight end instead of a third receiver, we could do that. But we have not done that yet in this exercise for the New England Patriots. We have Kendrick Bourne. We have Nelson Aguilar. We have Nikhil Harry. For the Miami Dolphins, we got Will Fuller, we got Jalen Waddell, we got Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Lynn Bowden, if you want to throw his name in there. Buffalo Bills, we've got Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis, Emmanuel Sanders. All right, all right, all right. New York Jets, we got Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Jameson Crowder, Elijah Moore, Keelan Cole. Yeah, that's about it.
1: Oh yeah, just that yeah, Keelan Cole. Now we've reached Keelan Cole. I think we've got them all. <laughs> all right, <laughs> who are your non-negotiables? Uh,
0: Stefan Diggs, hundred percent, absolutely, is is it, is a it non-negotiable. I don't I don't think anyone else. There are there are names that I like, but I don't think any of the other ones would be non-negotiable. I think it's just. I think Stephon. I
1: agree with that. I would say right. So Stefan Diggs clearly, and then I would say uh, uh, Devontae Parker should be on there. I think you think Devonte is probably second best, at worst he's third best, in my opinion.
0: I like Will Fuller more than I like Devontae Parker. Man. I love Ah. Will Fuller. I love Will Fuller. We got injuries turned off. I don't hate that.
1: Fuller's Fuller's in my my conversation for number three, so I don't hate that. Um, Who else do you put into this conversation then with Fuller and Devontae?
0: If I was doing three wide receivers, I'd be doing Stefan Diggs, Corey Davis, Will Fuller.
1: Do you think Corey Davis is better than Devontae Parker?
0: I'm a big sucker for Corey Davis, so yes.
1: I mean, so Corey's come along nicely. Right. The same way that Devontae also needed.
0: Let me look at Devontae's stats. Maybe I'm I'm way over uh, underestimating him.
1: In terms of like, so he has one season in which he's been fully healthy. Yeah. 2019. Yeah, it was the the
0: 1,000-yard season, I remember.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's averaging 16 yards a catch. Uh, that number went down a little bit this past year, but he's still pretty explosive field stretcher with good uh, uh, adjustment in the air, good ball tracking, good uh, uh, concentration stuff. He's a great above the rim player, which I think you're going to do Stefan and Will Fuller, or Stefan and Corey, you want that guy.
0: Yeah, but if I'm also doing Stefan Diggs and Will Fuller, I want like a stronger X. I want I I'd, I'd want Corey Davis.
1: I didn't even – I i like Corey. You know I like Corey. I didn't even think about him in this exercise. I, I mean, I did, but like, I was like, all right, he's good, but I don't think he makes it into this conversation. I'd be more prone to take Cole Beasley than to take Corey Davis because of what Beasley brings is a slot. Corey's got to do that by block role, and I, I'm, I'm tough over the middle of the field role to be successful. Beasley is just third and five money, third and five pickup, third and five pickup, third and five pickup, third and five pickup, and like that to me is more valuable. Whereas Corey, it's like, all right, it's got like it, it's got to be this Titans offense or the San Francisco offense for to really make sense with him.
0: All right, so hold on, let's throw tight ends in here. Let's list tight ends because maybe we want a second tight end and just two wide receivers, two tight ends that we kind of main because there is a little bit of a conversation. Patriots are bringing Johnny Smith and a Hunter Henry to the table. Uh, Miami Dolphins are bringing Mike Kosicki, Durham Smite. Buffalo Bills got Dawson Knox. And the New York Jets have Chris Herndon, I guess. So we're not taking anybody from the Jets. It's basically a conversation of like, do we want to get both Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith in there? Or would we rather have... It seems like the conversation is coming down to Devontae Parker and Corey Davis. Because I I... Correct me if I'm wrong. Do both of us like Will Fuller enough for him to be in here no matter what? Because I, yeah, I certainly I, I do. Was
1: gonna, right, yeah. I was at a point with Phil Fuller where if you wanted to move me off of him at wide receiver three, I would have. But if you like him at wide receiver two, then yeah, he's going to be in there.
0: Okay. So we have, for our wide receivers right now, we have Stefan Diggs and Will Fuller. And then what do we want the other two spots to be? How
1: okay, con, how I mean, convicted I, are
0: you with this tight end room?
1: Right. Like I, I like John and I like Hunter Henry, but I'm not taking the second of that group over. Corey Davis or Cole Beasley or Devontae Parker. That's me personally.
0: Okay. All right. Which tight end is okay. or which tight end are you taking?
1: Probably Hunter Henry. He fits more stuff. He's more traditional. Johnny, you gotta be smart with how you use him. Makes it a little bit trickier.
0: If we didn't have really like Johnny
1: though, you want Johnny?
0: Well, I mean, if we didn't have if we don't have Corey Davis on the field, like if we're not taking Corey Davis, and and I'm not super convicted with Corey Davis, I could certainly hear you on Devontae Parker. I think he's more explosive, like you said, he can stretch the field a lot better, and he's just a more dynamic wide receiver. So if we wanted to throw Devontae Parker in here, I'd be tempted to pick Johnny Smith over Hunter Henry just because I think he's a more complete tight end. You could do a lot more with him. You could put him on the line of scrimmage. You could flex him out if you wanted to. He, he you think John
1: is in. more complete than Hunter Henry
0: I think he's a better blocker than Hunter Henry yeah mm. okay I think Hunter Henry's a better receiver though
1: so you will, you'd be cool with Johnu plus Devonta, you said
0: yeah i would be all
1: right I'll take that deal
0: I don't think I'm I don't think I'm really missing it with with hunter henry right i mean like he's not like some like no. super superior tight end that i'm like totally missing no,
1: hunter on. henry's 100 right hunter henry's just steady eddie tight end volume middle of the field separation move the stick sort of a guy right he's prime Zacherts.
0: okay then i'm taking then i'm taking johnny smith
1: okay um but yeah i mean if that if Devontae plus johnny like i don't think the henry johnny difference is that big so I'm i don't i don't either to take yeah, so I'm glad if we if we take then and I get Devontae, that makes me very happy.
0: I'm okay with that because I think we got more explosive explosive at wide receiver and we still have a super versatile tight end piece who so I have a lot of faith in to do a lot of different things in this offense. So I actually like this a lot. Cool with it. Cool with it.
1: Oh, yeah, go birds. Off- okay.
0: <laughs> that doesn't apply here. Offensive tackle. Patriots got Isaiah Wynn. Uh, now they have Trent Brown as well. The Miami Dolphins have Austin Jackson. And they have Robert Hunt and Liam Eikenberg. I'll just throw his name in there, although I don't think that we're going to pick him. Buffalo Bills have Deion Dawkins. They have Daryl Williams. And then the New York Jets have Makai Becton and George Wow.
1: Okay. Who's your non-negotiable here? Because this is talent now. I feel like there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, no, this is talent. So who's who? Who's who to you is like, all right, de- he's definitely on the board, and then it's a conversation elsewhere.
0: Okay, Makai, you Beckton. have one. I would you say Makai. Yeah. All right.
1: It is also Makai for me. Okay, I mean, I like, I,
0: I, 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 I like Dawkins. I like Williams from the Bills. Like, I think that we're going to talk about those guys. I like Isaiah Wynn if injuries are turned off. I think Trent Brown is good if injuries are turned off, but. I think that no matter who else we're choosing, we're getting Makai Beckton in here. So that's my answer there.
1: Yes, I did not think. I thought I thought you were going to be okay with me doing Beckton, but I didn't think you would also do Beckton. Beckton, like I, I don't think it's so much that he. And I know it's only for one year, so it should be that he's like better right now. But he's good enough and young enough that I think he can take a jump forward. And also, if we're trying to draw the people down to Antarctica. Give the people my guy back then. It's what they want, baby. <laughs> love them. Okay, so who's the other one? So, three players that I think are in the conversation: Deion Dawkins of Buffalo, right? Who I love, right? Uh, Isaiah Win uh, with with the Patriots, who right. I love, right? Daryl Williams with the Bills, who I think is quite good, right? But I would say is more so an honorable mention than he is all the way in the conversation.
0: Is it Dawkins? We'd be picking. Uh, so we we be, be, be picking two left tackles if we picked Dawkins.
1: That's true. Which I I also, don't like. I'm not that Isaiah, concerned about Wins it. Dawkins is also left tackle.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. I guess so. I was gonna say like it's, it's it's a simulated exercise, so I don't like super care. But Hmm.
1: I'd I would probably
0: pick Dawkins over Went.
1: I re- so. Okay, I really do like Dawkins as a player, and I've liked him since he came out. I'm worried that I like him too much, and that Win, who's really, really good and just hasn't had the best availability, is a better player. So I, 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 I does, would Isaiah trusting- Wynn, does Isaiah Win
0: does Isaiah Win fall under the umbrella that we did with like Zach Moss or like other positions where it's like I don't like Tevin Coleman, where it's like I, I don't, I don't know. How much the mounted injuries that they've had to go through is it going to affect how good they are moving forward?
1: I would say the last I saw Win play was really, really, really good, and so I don't know to what degree we can say that that is, play- that he falls in the same bucket. Played eight games his rookie year, ten games last season, and it was not. It was lights out. Ten games. I I was really I was really really. Tr- praying that you were going to be like, and obviously Isaiah Wynn. I was going to be like, all right, fine. Because <laughs> I think it is Isaiah Wynn, but I really love Deion Dawkins. And I've loved the way he's played for many, many years. And so it feels, it's heartbreaking for me to be at this spot with him. But I think I think Dawkins, I think the best thing about Dawkins is just consistent play. And he's got uh, a, a hot motor and he's got a lot of physicality. Yeah, and, and that allows him to be impactful over four quarters. And I don't think that he uses his length well. I don't think he uses his mass well. And I think that his feet have gotten better. Uh, consistent dude, shows up every single day, gets beat in the same ways, though. Uh, Who does? I think Isaiah? Yeah, D- 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 Dawkins. Whereas I think Win is probably higher. The higher ceiling doesn't sound like the right way to say it. Just his peak plays are better. All right, we're going this for the is, best. Ben, it's right tackle, Ben. Just shut up and pick one.
0: We're going all right. We're gonna we're gonna go with we're gonna go with Isaiah Wynn then. We're we're gonna go okay. for it. Especially like looking at this NFC East team. I'm just not gonna to lie to you folks, it's not nearly as strong as the other divisions that we have done so far. And so we gotta swing for the top a little bit. We gotta go for the guys that I think maybe give right. you the higher ceiling. And I think that I think that Dawkins is, is certainly been able to prove over the last three years that he is the more consistent player just with availability and he's got a lot more experience in that nature. But we'll go Isaiah Wynn we'll take a we'll take a swing at the fences. Interior offensive line. Um, Michael Wenu, David Andrews, Shaq Mason for the New England Patriots. For the Dolphins, we've got Matt Skura, Michael Dieter, Saul McKinley. Buffalo Bills, Mitch Morse, John Feliciano, Cody Ford. And then New York Jets, we have Elijah Vera Tucker, Connor McGovern, Greg Van Rooten.
1: All right. Non negotiables. I don't even know if not like, this is the right word for it. It's just how I think about it. Okay. Michael and Wenu, to me is a lock. I agree. Uh played outside of his God given mind as a sixth round pick. He was uh, nuts. Tackle size at guard, just moving around, mowing people down, has the ability to kick outside, which you love to see. Uh so to me, that he he's clearly there and he's not getting talked off. I would also say that Shaq Mason deserves that mention as well, uh, who plays on the opposite side of Michael and is just an absolute powerhouse against the run. Just totally bulldozes people ton of size. And there's a great pass protector in the short areas, playing at guard, being able to win with a power in tight, tight spaces, winning a phone booth to me, those two are the guards. And I know that Buffalo has very good guards and i would like to speak to my friends in buffalo mm-hmm. my dear dear friends mm-hmm. who i love buffalo fans and say uh from what i've been told from what i understand from joe so i'm throwing joe under the bus if there's a weak link on this line it's john feliciano i uh, was their left guard and then cody ford has like bounced around from position to position hasn't really settled in yet and he's the right guard and so while they have a good offensive line, I really like Cody Ford as a player. I do think that Mason and Unwenu deserve to be the two guards comfortably. That is my belief. Who's the center? So, if we want to just look at the centers that are available, uh, Mitch Morse from Buffalo. He would have and... been my pick, I think. Right, him and then David Andrews from New England. Now, David Andrews is really good.
0: Oh, yeah. This would
1: be the fourth Patriot that we put on this. Squad.
0: That doesn't that doesn't matter. I mean, we shouldn't shy away from that. If they're the best player, they're the best player. Right. We got to put the best. We got to put the best team out there.
1: And if they're the best player is the best player, and if they're, if 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 they are the best player, then you got to best player. The best player. Uh <laughs> yeah. You just a- said
0: the, the the same words a lot repeatedly.
1: <laughs> here's what I here, I'll, here's here's a concern of mine. Here, okay. Ready for my concern? My uh, concern. Sh- yeah, he, I'm ready for your concern. Robert Hunt from Miami is a pretty good player. Bobby, uh, Bobby didn't get in the tackle. <laughs> um, didn't and, and so now obviously we filled both guard spots. I don't think he can play center. He's probably O line six. They, none of this means anything. None of this is helpful.
0: I was gonna this say, should... where are you going with this?
1: I just, I just feel bad we didn't get offensive line. I have like several different offensive line combinations on my Google sheet where I try to figure out who I want to pick. Uh, And I was just trying to find ways to get Robert Hunt in there. Okay, so I think to me, I think it uh, it, it's between Mitch Morse and David Andrews. I'd be really fine with either one.
0: I have David Andrews in here just for continuity's sake.
1: I feel I feel like
0: that's smart because I'm with you. Like like Mitch Morse was the one who stood out to me, but David Andrews is also a really good center. So I mean, like we're we're giving we're giving Morse the shout out, but yeah.
1: It's right. basement. They'll be, they'll be able to like bunk together and they'll all know each other. And <laughs> we just gotta teach Mikhail the, the calls. Yeah, the man, they're staying at it. They're staying at a, staying in a small there,
0: college dorm. What are we doing in an article? We are erecting a, a holiday inn for these guys? You just said they're all bunking together. So I'm like, yeah, it's like, like uh not 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 training camp. What am I thinking of? Just like summer camp for, for, for the college players.
1: Listen, I don't know what you think the lodging and hospitality situation is in Antarctica, but I don't think it's that great.
0: No, we're doing we're we're doing it like Olympic style, you know what I'm saying? Where like a country knows they're about to host the Olympics, and they just like build a crap ton of like dorms and hotels and stuff, you know?
1: Is that a thing that happens in the Olympics?
0: Yeah, you, yeah, no, no, no. That's 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 the whole Who, that's a, that's a big part of the bid, right? Like a who's, uh,
1: doing, who's doing that
0: in Antarctica? There's no people. There's no country. Ben, the whole point of the exercise is to get people to move down there. We're trying to save the world.
1: Uh, so I did forget about that. You're yeah, right. the right. population you go.
0: you is the- is is going crazy. We've you got to we've that. gotta create habitable space. So they're bunking together. Right. It's Literal so bunk beds on top of each other. So much room for activities. Alright, before we flip it over to the defensive side. Who doesn't want instant gratification? I know I certainly do. We know Ben certainly does. If you're out there looking for satisfaction there is no need to wait with credit karma money you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases credit karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making any kind of purchase when you use your credit karma money debit card you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items of up to five thousand dollars just pay with your debit card and if you win you'll be notified on the spot and in your instant karma cash will be added back to your spending account. Right now, you can visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up free. Start winning that instant karma money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See results. Banking service provided. MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply we're going to the defensive side of the football trying to form the best starting lineup we possibly can from the NFC for the AFC East after the break all right flipping sides here but wait hold on actually before we get to the de- defense did we give the the AFC East a mascot
1: no we didn't you went straight over it and just okay, just it. all right we could do it right now we could just give it to him right now what if I'm busy Okay,
0: we can do it later,
1: I guess. Okay, so the a reason I started yelling about the ATS is because I was looking at it <laughs> and learning about it as I was trying to find more areas. Uh, a lot of the areas on the eastern side of Antarctica are just named based like it's like Queen Elizabeth Land, Prince Elizabeth Land, Wilhelm II Land, Queen Mary Land, all of which blows. Uh, because that's <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this is lame it's super boring uh however there's an area i want to say on the south side of the eastern area but that's again does not work and i hate it uh called terre adelaide because it's french and i don't know if i'm pronouncing terre ter, terra terra it's like it's earth you know it's like terra but anyway terra adelaide which is way freaking cooler than george the v land and wilkes land by which it is bracketed uh and so it's a French area of antarctica which uh uh, known for now adelaide is the same thing as like the adelaide penguins right and we've already done adelaide penguins which kind of stinks um because this would have been a good spot for the penguins so we're definitely doing terra adelaide the first thing brought back from this area to the mainland in france was rocks so naturally terra adelaide rocks baby all right
0: okay all right wait how do you spell this
1: T E R R E. Okay. And then Adelaide A D E. And the that E's got a little thing on top.
0: All right, yeah, okay. A right, Little and accent. L-I-E. Little thing. Little thing. Little, 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 uh, thing. little spike. Alright, so let's start the defense with the edge rushers. For the New England Patriots. We got a handful of guys that we gotta name here. Matt Judon, Kyle Van Noy, Chase Winovich, uh, Anthony Jennings. I mean, is Henry Anderson technically? We're counting him as an edge. Are we counting Lawrence Guy as an edge? They play defensive end, but they're more inside guys anyways. Dietrich Wise maybe? To Sean Bauer? I, I'm just naming names that we're not even going to pick, so I don't know why. Right. Why the I'm Patriots
1: edge room is difficult to figure out. If We'll do our best to avoid it at all costs, which is cheating, <laughs> but it's fine.
0: For the Miami Dolphins, we got Jalen Phillips, uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, um, Emmanuel Ogba. Jason Strobridge, shout out. Uh, The Buffalo Bills, we got Jerry Hughes. We got Mario Addison. We got Greg Rousseau. We got AJ Epinesa. And then the New York Jets, we have Carl Lawson, Kyle Phillips, Vinny Curry, Jabari Zuniga.
1: Just say their names with more excitement.
0: That's probably it there.
1: Weirdly bad edge division. Just
0: strange. Just very strange. Just like running
1: back. She's like, what are we doing? Okay. Carl Lawson. Yeah, no question about it. Signed the big contract uh, just to enter the division. Not a high sack number guy, but a really, really good rusher on film. Disruptive player. Can play the run all three downs as well, so long as you have a stand-up role for him, because he's physical and he's strong enough. Carl Lawson. And then another like a recent entry to the division, mm-hmm. Matt Juden. Yep. Uh, from Baltimore, now signed with uh, the New England Patriots, too. I think it's been consistent enough, eight sacks, seven sacks, 9.5 sacks, and then six sacks over the last four seasons, most of which he played all 16 games, uh, that he deserves the spot here. I will say, as I've said it before, and I'll say it again, Emmanuel Agua was really, really, really good for the Dolphins last year. Uh, Doug Ferrar of of USA Today just did a piece where he, ranked all the best edge rushers by gap. Like who's the most productive edge rusher by alignment, I should say? Like five tech and four and four and whatever. And at five tech, which is my inside shoulders on the tackles outside shoulder. It's the traditional defensive end alignment. Emmanuel Ogba was the most productive rusher last year in the league.
0: It's impressive. Say so, can you say in the league again with that much emphasis? So people league. really get it. Okay, there we go.
1: And Pro football reference has his nickname down as the Nigerian Nightmare.
0: That's a great nickname.
1: Which I don't think matters, but I also think it does.
0: Oh, it definitely matters. I mean he still yeah. doesn't get him in, but it definitely matters.
1: Oh, so you're 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 willing to stand the table for Judon here?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it's clear Carl Lawson Matt Judon. <sighs> All
1: right. I wanted to sneak Ogba in there.
0: Og oh, was really good. I, I just didn't really consider anybody over Lawson and Judon. Mm-hmm. I
1: didn't realize how consistent Juden has been until I started doing work right. for this. In my head, I was like, he's a solid rusher. No, man. I mean, uh, like I said, eight sacks, seven sacks, 9.5, and six sacks for the last four years, all which is a starter. Over the last three years, for which Pro Football Reference has uh, data, over 30 pressures each year, 36, 31, 32, uh, that is mad consistent right All he's right, good so that's not to argue with
0: Yep, i just think that he's really good patriots we're going to interior defensive line now i'll mention lawrence guy again byron cowart christian barmore devon Godshock dolphins got Raquan davis adam butler john jenkins christian wilkins uh, buffalo bills have vernon butler ed oliver star Lutu lele Harrison Phillips. And then the New York Jets have ooh, a handful of nice guys. They got Sheldon Rankins. They've got Quinn and Williams. They've got Folo Fudukasi. They've got John Franklin Myers. They got Nate the Chipper, my boy.
1: Oh, big ups, Nate Shep.
0: Jets are pretty stacked on the interior there.
1: Okay. All right. Who we got? Who's the two we got here? Yeah. My uh, prevailing Jets are going to be good on defense theory, which I've I'm worried about how much I believe in this because it's becoming a thing now. Uh, it's predicated on the strength of their defensive front, which we took one of their edges, obviously. But then this this, this depth uh, on the interior line is awesome. Quinnen's a no-brainer. Quinnen is as dominant at his peak as any non-Aaron Donald defensive tackle is. If there's going to be a player that you would bet on to rise into the conversation of a top three, top four defensive tackle in the league, you would bet on Quinnen Williams. At least I would. Uh, so to me, that is... No brainer. Mm-hmm. Now it's difficult. Uh Raekwon Davis was lights out for the Dolphins last year. Uh, Christian no. Wilkins has good disruption ability. Ed Oliver has good disruption ability. And then next to Quinnen, uh, Fuli Fadzakasi was in a similar role to Raekwon Davis, really effective. John Franklin Myers was a great interior rusher, like that two seventy-five to eighty-pound thing. Uh it is hard for defensive tackle too. I'm super
0: tempted to reunite the Bama boys here with Raekwon Davis and and Quinn and Williams
1: okay so again this has been this has been a couple ones for this particular show but I was gonna try to sneak Raekwon in there and I was just worried about where you'd be on it
0: no I Raquan was it, Raekwon was what what you wanted him to be like after, after we realized house. that at Alabama he was not going to be the pass rusher we maybe hoped that he was going to develop to develop into once you just started watching his early down anchor ability, you realize that this dude doesn't move that he's exactly what you wanted to be, that he like sets the centerpiece of the defensive line. So I'm, I'm great with Raquan Davis.
1: Okay. Raekwon then to me that, that, and that makes sense in terms of structure as well. Or is Raekwon's going to play the nose and Quinn going to play three attack for you.
0: Ooh, I, I like it. I do think that that makes the most sense. I like Ed Oliver. I'd like to get him in here, but having Ed Oliver and Quentin Williams right next mm-hmm. to each other, I think that that's light, especially with the types of edge rushers we also have. I like Foley Fudikasi. I think that he's been great for the Jets in that similar role. I just thought that Raquan was better at it with the Dolphins last year, so right. we'd give the nod to Raquan.
1: I'll say this for Bills fans, uh, which I'm trying to just make as many amends as possible. Yeah, to. no, I've noticed. Uh, I So I, I just kind of like keep a running list of players I want to watch who I haven't gotten a chance to like watch deeply for whatever reason top of the list right now is ed oliver because i just haven't really checked in on him since the rookie year arc and i'm curious to see how he translated like obviously his draft discussion was fascinating so there's a chance i watch ed and i'm like oh he's a lot better than i thought um but for me right now i think ed is
0: i think ed is good i I just i would Mm want to i would want a heavier anchor defensive lineman for this team that we're forming so i mean like if we're doing you know you get the reserves in there. You get guys to come in. You mentioned getting Robert Hunt as that sixth offensive lineman. You know, you're probably throwing Ed Oliver and Emmanuel Ogba into this, this D-line group, and I think that that makes it even more solid because it's more deep. I, I am very much noticing that as we are going through the AFC East here, it's not nearly as star-studded at the top as the other divisions that we've done, but you could still see this being a really deep team if we did it further, like if we, if we really rounded out some bench spots. Let's go to Off-Ball Linebacker. New England Patriots are getting the, the Hightower back from opting out last year. They also have Raquan McMillan. They have Juwan Bentley. They have Josh Uche listed as an out, off-ball linebacker, although I'd probably consider yeah, yeah, yeah. him more than an edge. But uh, we got Bernardrick McKinney at, from Miami. We got Jerome Baker from Miami. Duke Riley. Calvin Munson. Buffalo Bills. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Matt Milano. And then... New York Jets, CJ Mosley, Blake Cashman, Jared Davis, Thompson Asiraldine, We're number forty five, I guess. I dig it. Oh, and I forgot to mention AJ Klein for the Buffalo Bills if there was any consideration there. So we got a handful of guys to really think about here with this one.
1: All due respect.
0: All menager- do respect.
1: All do every, every the take the respect, make it due, and then take all of it. Bernardrick McKinney yes, and C.J. Mosley. Love you guys. Uh, It's great. Matt Milano. I promise I'm going to try to get you in on the little flex spot. This is Tremaine Edmonds and Donta Hightower, and it is not close.
0: I would agree with you.
1: Yeah. Mosley, good ball player. Uh, You know, limited role, but good ball player. Um, Bernardrick McKinney runs a little bit hot and cold for me, uh, but I understand the peaks are nice. And then, like I said, Milano. I think deserves to be especially even in the conversation for the flex spot because he's such a good cover player. Uh Dante Hightower is integral to this defense. We saw what it looked like without him. And then Tremaine is one of the more exciting young linebackers in the league who I think people still talk about Tremaine as like as he's coming along. Like dude, you should watch him because he's here and he's really good.
0: I like CJ Mosley. Like I I I would be really tempted to say CJ Mosley and Donta Hightower, but I I can't be because we haven't we haven't even seen Mosley in two years. He signed the big deal with the Jets, and he injured his groin two games into the season. Didn't play any after that. So he played two games in 2019. Didn't play at all in 2020. So it's two straight years that we don't. I mean, right. we haven't even seen CJ Mosley. And in the meantime, Tremaine Edmonds has been a really damn good off-ball linebacker. So as much as I want to try to remind myself of how good C.J. Mosley has been in the past. I can't pick him over Edmonds here. Edmonds has been too good. He's he's become too good of a linebacker. And Donta Hightower, I, I think he's just very unique in everything that he is able to do as a centerpiece big for that fella. Patriots defense.
1: We got, he is, dude, we got Edmonds pushes 250 at his NFL size. Yep. And Donta weighs 260. We got some big boys.
0: Corners. We got J.C. Jackson. We got Stephon Gilmore. This was
1: the hardest group. I wanted to die. No, Let's it's not. Yes, it is.
0: It's it's the easiest group. You're dumb. A- am I dumb? Hold on here. Oh wait, yeah, no, I'm 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 kind of dumb. There's like I,
1: six of the top ten corners are in this division. Yeah,
0: you're right. I, I just thought of the two that I'm probably gonna pick that we're gonna pick, and then I was like, no, there's no yeah, way dumb. anybody's better than this. And then I was you're like, dumb. oh wait, shoot. Okay, so we got J.C. Jackson, we got Stephon Gilmore, we got Jonathan Jones for the New England Patriots. We have. Byron Jones, Zayvon Howard, Justin Coleman from the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm dumb. We've got (laughs) Trey White, Levi Wallace, Teron Johnson for the Buffalo Bills. And then we have Blason Austin, Bryce Hall, Javelin Guidry for the uh, New York Jets.
1: Yeah. All right, Trev. Tell us. Tell us who it is. Your easy picks, baby. Let's hear them.
0: All right. This is easy. You ready for it? Stephon Gilmore's on the outside. Zayvon Howard's on the outside. Trey White's in the middle at nickel. Boom.
1: Byron's out. Boom. No Byron Jones. By- Byron Byron can play safety.
0: Not, I can't By- what you're Byron Jones. I Byron Jones can play
1: safety in a division with Marcus May and Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. And in- I stand corrected.
0: Well, maybe. I don't know yet. Okay, so that's probably what I'm doing. I mean, I think stefan Gilmore's gotta be in there. There's there's no question about it. Stefanta is okay, so last year I would have told you <laughs> I thought you, you, thought you said Stefanta. And I was like, all right, that <laughs> actually be a cool creative place. Last
1: man. year I would have told you that Stefan Gilmore was corner one in the league. And then I would have argued I think that would have been generally assumed to be consensus. And then Tredavious White would have been corner two in, in, in the league. And that probably would have been arguing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, Gilmore took a little bit of a step back last year. but Yeah, but a lot of that
0: defense is, wasn't there. Like a lot of guys opted out from that defense. So I right. think that that absolutely well, I, goes into it.
1: Right. and And the other thing is like when you win defensive player of the year, you take a step back next season pretty much regardless of what you do. That's just like math. With that said, the production went way down. Uh, and the, the yards per target went up. And the 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 receptions per target went up. So he did take a step back. Trey White also took a step back last year. Again, I would have told you that he was number two, and he took a step back. Zavin churned out a frickin' Defensive Player of the Year caliber season, even though he doesn't win it uh the way that Gilmore did. And it let's not mince words here like a lot of what zaven benefited a lot of Zayven's success is conditional on having a guy like Byron Jones opposite him to, to funnel targets his way so I don't know anything I think we have to get these three on the field no matter what you you're saying that like you're really confident that Byron Jones is the fourth best out of these four and I am not I
0: cannot put Byron Jones over Trey White and Stephon Gilmore. As good as he is. I can't do it. Yeah. This was way harder than I initially gave it credit for. You are correct. But it's going to be really, really weird to keep Byron Jones off of this roster. But with it, we, we, here we are. We might be here.
1: I, I, I kind of hate to do this. Because it, it isn't fair. And I remember when Byron was a free agent and I wrote about how it wasn't fair because there was a chance he was going to go to the Eagles. It's just very hard to take players who have produced on the ball at such a high level as Stephon Gilmore and Trey White and Zayvon Howard. All of whom among, in, in, in the, the pantheon of good corners are some of the most ball productive corners some of the most heavy ball production interceptions and pass breakup corners it's so hard to take byron jones and his three picks three career picks for byron jones right and like i know he's got some good pass breakup numbers but just like those three guys even among the top corners are some of the most productive on the ball and byron just does not play that way and so it's hard it's hard it it is it's it's, oh, man, it's not fair because I know. he's so good, but it is difficult to put him in here. This has I been— I hate this. It is
0: it is funny because I do look at that like I like I already said, I look at this team and I go, okay, I'm not super impressed with the starters we have, but there, this has been almost the toughest division we've done yet, where it's like, man, we're just barely leaving this guy off the roster, and it feels not fair.
1: Okay, so now— we only have two corner spots technically. And I see already on the sheet you've just filled in the corner three. And that's fair because it's just a really good player. I'm not picking I'm not I'm Milano. not
0: picking Matt Milano over Trey. Matt Milano's
1: White. so good at ball though. Uh okay, so <laughs> Stefan and Zavin on the outside, and then right Trey Wisland who makes the most sense as an yeah,
0: interior player. Right, right. That's what I'm going oh, with. Oh, I you.
1: feel so dirty. I'm so sorry, Byron Jones.
0: <sighs> who are we getting a safety? You want Marcus May at free safety and you want Jordan Poyer at strong safety?
1: My, I would, hmm, I would want to take my guide, but that's just because I really love my guide. I think probably poison better. I, I love, I love Micah Hyde too. Yeah, uh, we're not, we're not going to give any uh, thought to Patriots, Kyle Dogger, Devin McCourty, Adrian Phillips. I think Devin McCourty's getting a bit old.
0: Yeah, I, I would, uh, I would give consideration to Devin just because right. he's so experienced. But I think I'm picking the other guys over Devin.
1: Yeah. And I'd like to get Kyle Duggar in there. I'd like to get Eric Rowe in there, who Eric Rowe's a really, really good man cover tight end player. Uh, and, and I underestimated wrongly how good he was at that last season, and so I got respect for, for Rowe and how he plays. But yeah, I think this is between Poyer, Hyde, and May. May makes sense as your deep player. Uh, and then who do you prefer over Poyer and, and, and Mike Hyde? Because they they play—those those guys both rotate. Those guys will uh, right. play decent amount of snaps anywhere. I think Poyer. Uh, you think Poyer? Okay. I, th- I think so. That would, that would be my bet. I would take there. He'd probably take poor.
0: I really like Jordan Boyle. I also really like Michael Hyde. When Michael Hyde was going through free agency, I was like, this is the most underrated guy on the market, it seems like.
1: Yeah.
0: I thought he was going to generate a lot more noise, but the Bills are uh, they were good to jump on him. So
1: This exercise was like, ooh, this is a little tricky. Ooh, it's a little tough. Oh, kind of what are we doing? Oh, off line's fun. Oh, it's a little tricky. Oh, it's a little tough. And then we got to back seven. It's like, holy Moses. This is best back seven ever.
0: Man, there are way more Patriots players than I thought there were going to be.
1: It's a really good roster. Uh,
0: There are way less Bills players than I thought there were going to be.
1: Upheaval at quarterback plus opt-outs last year hurt the Patriots. Uh, And there should be an extra Bills player because there should be Matt Milano on this. Who,
0: who, Who do you want to take off? Trey White? That's a Bills player.
1: I'll take off Matt Juden. Bring on Matt Milano.
0: <laughs> I don't think it works like
1: that. We I do I don't think we're gonna be able to do that. The Patriots got it because they got four out of the five offensive line spots. The the Bills not getting an offensive line spot yeah is kind of nuts.
0: No, I know, I know, I know. So recapping the the AFC East. We got Josh Allen at quarterback, we got Damian Harris in running back, Stephon Diggs, Will Fuller, Devonta Parker at wide receiver, Johnny Smith at tight end. Mekhi Beckton, Isaiah Wynn, Michael Unwenu, David Andrews, Shaq Mason. Then on the defensive side of the ball, we got Carl Lawson, Matthew Judon, Quinn and Williams, Raekwon Davis on the interior. Off-ball linebackers, uh, Donta Hightower, Tremaine Evans. Corners, we got Davious White, Stephon Gilmore, Zavon Howard. It's unbelievable. And then at safety, we got Marcus May and Jordan Boyer. So all in all, we have nine New England Patriots. We have five Buffalo Bills. We have four Dolphins and four Jets. It feels, and look, it feels absolutely criminal for the Bills, but I don't know how many other players that we'd swap out. Like, I'm really happy with the 22 that we got. And like we said, there's a lot of mm. depth players that I think would make this group actually one of the deeper teams in the NFL, just not as studded at the top. And so it's it looks like, wow, you only picked five Bills players, but it, it's just... They happen to not be the number one guy at certain spots. I still think right. the, Bills, the Bills are the best team in the AFC East, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's and just like, funny how it uh, worked out,
1: right? Like I argued Cole Beasley at wide receiver, and like you know it's tough with wide yeah. receivers. Always a loaded position. We talked about multiple. Like Deion Dawkins was the first tackle off the board. Mitch Morris is the first center off the board. Uh, so like they were close on some of the offensive spots, but I do think. Just having Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs from the Bills offense make it onto this team is kind of indicative of just how important Stephon was to that offense and Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Like the bread and butter of the Bills entire offensive operation, the most pass heavy team in the league, a lot of wide receiver uh, snaps, right? They, They play a lot of three wide receiver, a lot of four wide receiver is Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs 15 yards down the field. It's just we're going to be able to get Stefan in one on one situations. Or if you try to play zone against Allen's arm, he's going to be able to rip it to shreds and we're going to hammer him. I mean, his target share was crazy. So, yeah, like Allen and Diggs as the only two bills on offense feels a little dumb. But also, that's how they unlocked a whole new level of offense. Right. It was that connection. So
0: the coaching staff is the same thing. It's like. How do we all get these guys on the same staff? Because before, we were just going head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and we played a little bit of flexibility to get Mike Tomlin in there as the DB's coach for the AFC North. But like head coach is this obviously... This is easy to me. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Let's hear Bill it. Belichick is your head coach. Okay. Uh, Sean McDermott is your defensive coordinator. Brian Dabble is your offensive coordinator. And I take McDermott as the D.C., because McDermott absolutely 100% needs to be in here above Robert Sela, who was recently a DC and was very very much a good DC, and even Brian Flores, who has just become a head coach and I think has done some good things as a head coach. McDermott's track record is inarguable, so he has to be on this list. He was a very successful DC before he was a head coach. And also, like I kind of don't want to bring B-Flow in under... Belichick, because I I get two of the same there, where like Beeflow is a Belichick disciple. If I bring in McDermott, I get a different look, I get a different perspective, I get a uh, a guy who can do different things. So to me, McDermott was a non-negotiable. He was getting in somehow. Uh, Belichick obviously is the head coach, and then best offensive designer in this division by a mile is Brian Dabble.
0: Okay, hold on, wait, I'm I'm devising where we might be able to get all of these guys in. Hold on. Hold on.
1: Yeah, if you just make up jobs, you can get as many of them in as you want, Trevor. Hey,
0: you know, you know what this podcast is all about, Ben.
1: Lies making up jobs,
0: okay? All That'd right, be so great. all right, so if you do Sean McDermott as defensive coordinator, then we can have Robert Sala as secondary's coach, no linebacker coach, and then Brian Flora as a secondary coach. We got it. Yes, Great again, greatest defense, greatest defense, greatest defensive stat. I went with your idea, okay? I didn't push How back. Was this my idea, because because I gave you Sean McDermott as the defense coordinator, and I'd have picked, I would have picked uh, Brian Flores. You'd have been wrong. At what being right? Because I don't think that's yes. right either.
1: This has been our most balanced division. Yeah, kind of has. Patriots had, Patriots had nine which yep. is uh, only second only to the Bucs in terms of the most positions that we've been given out. They also tied with the Saints. But our lowest was four. The Jets and the Dolphins both had four. In all other divisions, the team has had two or one player selected, so four. So this is like—we we, we did get some balance there below the Patriots, who were a little bit stacked. We did.
0: We did indeed. All right, there's there's another episode down. We got two more divisional episodes here on the NFL Antarctica Invitational coming up for you this week and then of course fan friday to wrap it all up before we get you guys out there on the weekend until then you guys keep it locked right here on locked on nfl draft